and welcome to Let's Listen. This is episode 5 of this audio-only Grim Fandango Let's Play. My name is Sam Hillstead, and as always, I will be your narrator. Previously on Let's Listen, Manny and Gladys made it out of Rubacaba on the SS Limbo. It wasn't easy, but they got the Maritime Union card for Manny, they got the authentic CB equipment for Gladys, and they even faked the death of one of the sailors in order to take his place. Anything for Meche. Who, as you'll recall, was taken away by Domino, Manny's arch nemesis. Many tried to jump on their boat as they left port in Rubacaba, but Meche threw a bottle at Manny's head and knocked him off. That didn't deter him, though. They spent a whole year traversing the Sea of Lament. In that time, Manny rose through the ranks, becoming the captain of the ship, which he renamed after Lola, who was tragically slain by Nick, the slimy lawyer back in Rubacaba. Glottis, meanwhile, took it upon himself to give the ship some upgrades, including flame decals and a humongous turbocharged engine. Finally, they arrive in Puerto Zapato, which is where Domino was taking Meche, or so Manny thinks. Now, Manny stands on the bow of the ship, admiring the port and feeling optimistic. Little does he know, he's about to get some troubling news from an old friend, and he might not be as close to Meche as he hoped. A sailor walks up to Manny. Captain, Captain Calavera? He salutes. Puerto Zapato, sailor. We're here at last. Beautiful port, isn't she? Yes, sir. There's some customs officials down below, sir. They want to search the ship. Fine, fine. We've got nothing to hide, eh? No skeletons in our closet. <laughs> yes, sir. Then a pigeon lands near Manny. Secure the bow, boys, like a rock this time. Manuel. And this pigeon talks. Salvador. I hope this very urgent message gets to you in time. Our man in Zapato says Miss Colomar never made it to the port. It said she threw herself overboard at the Pearl. I don't know if you believe that. Whatever you do, do not land in Puerto Zapato. It's a trap. Assassins will attempt to board your ship disguised as customs agents. Beware, and viva la revolucion! The pigeon salutes and flies away. With this ominous warning, Manny feels compelled to go below deck and investigate. And what he finds is horrific. His entire crew has been sprouted. Ensign! The crew member he just spoke to has vines bursting out of his chest. Ensign Arnold was just a kid. Another crew member has dandelions growing out of his eyes and roots from his fingers. Oh, no. Every single one of them is like this. These crew members that Manny has grown to trust and love over the past year all sprouted. This can't be happening. And then... Hey! He's back here! Sack him! These goons in black suits and sunglasses burst down the hallway. But Glottis pulls him into the engine room. Custom officials, open this door! They lock the door behind them. Yeah, we want to check your bags. Don't worry, Captain. We're safe in here. Okay, let's just set the explosives and get the hell out of here. Suddenly, Gladys's eyes turn bloodshot and bug out of his head, not feeling so safe anymore. But Manny tries to keep a cooler head, so he investigates the room, starting with the engine. Híjole, 
Gladys sure did a number on that old diesel. If it were just a little more powerful, we could probably tear on out of here. I tried. Oh, I tried. But I failed. It's not powerful enough. Hey, maintain, sailor. Gladys straightens up and regains his composure. Now, the issue here is that they've been tethered to the dock with these giant chains, so even Gladys's souped-up engine isn't enough to get them out of there. But Manny still has a couple tricks up his sleeve, and it involves this really complex maneuver of raising and lowering the anchors, repositioning the boat, getting the anchors tangled up, and then hooking them inside the boat using his scythe. Well, there you go. It's complicated, but what matters is that Manny's able to use the anchors that are hooked up together to rip a hole in one side of his boat. Manny doesn't mind, though, because the agents are going to blow it up anyway. He flips the switch. Gladys, cover your ears. The anchors, which are all tangled up and connected to the ship, grind all the way across the bow to the other side, sawing it clear in half. What was that? The dotted line, buddy. It was risky, but it worked. They're free now, so Manny pulls the throttle. They shoot off into the ocean as the boat splits in two. Manny waves as the assassins go down with their half. And Gladys's engine powers them back to the middle of the Sea of Lament on a collision course with the Pearl, a mysterious glowing light underwater where Mecha apparently threw herself overboard. Just a little farther, Gladys! But... Before they get there, the boat starts slowly sinking, taking them to the very depths of the ocean. The vessel lands with a soft thud on the ocean floor. A soft light from the boat illuminates a small circle, but outside of that is pure darkness. Luckily, Manny's already dead and doesn't need air, but Gladys, on the other hand, <laughs> Manny! Choking! Mira, snap out of it, sailor. Easy for you to say, you don't have lungs. Hey, you live without your heart once, so you can live without air for a little while. Just until I figure out what we're gonna do. He makes a good point. Gladys is gonna be fine. But they are in a predicament, because neither of them can swim. All the same, he leans in to get a closer look at Gladys. Not blue yet. He really will be fine, but they still need a way to get out of this little circle of light that they're trapped in. Manny sees something in the distance. According to our map, I think that's the pearl. Manny starts walking toward it, but Gladys stops him. Beware, brave captain! Here in the darkest depths of the Sea of Lament dwell the most horrible monsters of all! The fearsome, murky demons of the deep will swallow you whole the instant you leave this pool of light! Heed my warning, or take one step forward and learn for yourself! All right, all right, I believe you. Just quit it with the creepy spirit of the land voice, huh? But then Gladys sees something. Here comes one now! This eerie light approaches from the darkness. It comes closer and lights up the horrifying face of what appears to be a turtle, walking on two feet with a lantern attached to him, looking very harmless. Okay, that might not have been a sea monster, but it was pretty spooky. It walks past them without a care in the world, doesn't even really pay them any mind, and as quickly as it came, it's gone. 
Manny doesn't know what to do, so of course he starts smoking, which in the Land of the Dead works underwater, apparently. And so they wait until that same weird turtle with the lantern attached walks back, coming from the same direction as before. Amigo! Huh? Who? Oh, geez, another shipwreck. You see? That's why I never travel by boat. Apparently this turtle only walks. We've had a little accident. Think you could help us out? Depends on what kind of help you're looking for. Could you take us to the Pearl? Ha! You don't believe those old stories, do you? You think somewhere in this ocean there's a gigantic pearl that shines so brightly it can be seen from passing ships? And that sometimes sailors so allured by its luster actually fling themselves overboard to dive for it and are never heard from again? Yeah, and I think it's right over... Blah! I've been walking this ocean for years. I ain't never seen it. Many points at it. No, really. The pearl is right over there. You poor sucker, that's the moon! Tell me you didn't come all this way out here to pearl dive the moon. <laughs> he has a big belly laugh at that, and Manny decides it's not worth arguing. Could we tag along with you? Well, it's a long walk you're talking about. We don't have any other choice. Oh, all right then. Lift those knees, stick close to my light, and try to sing in key. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. And so using his lantern to light the way, Manny and Gladys follow this strange turtle into the darkness as he leads them who knows where, because he certainly isn't leading them to the Pearl, which he doesn't believe exists, even though it's right there. And eventually, they join in with his ridiculous song, because why not? Eventually, they find themselves right back where they started, in that small pool of light surrounding their boat. They didn't run into any sea monsters, sure, but shine. Little Turtle has not exactly made himself useful. And Manny is rightfully frustrated by this. I thought that looked like our ship. That's just a trick the ocean plays on your mind, kid. Makes everything look the same after a while, like he was going in circles. Well, this isn't the kind of progress I was hoping for. Oh, well, the wet march of the soul ain't for everybody. The Turtle lingers. What are you doing down here? Trying to get out of the land of the dead, same as everybody else. Manny is baffled by this guy. Why are you walking instead of taking a ship? Got sick of waiting around Rubicava for a boat. Figured I'd make better time this way. Why didn't I think of that? How do you know where you're going? See the moon over there? I just keep it on my right. That way I know I'm heading in a straight line. But oldest trick in the book. Again, it's not the moon, it's definitely the pearl. Could we borrow that light for a second? Sorry, I'm kind of attached to it. <laughs> he gives another hearty laugh, and then Minnie notices something weird about his face. Is everything okay with your eyebrows? Them is barnacles, genius. I don't move fast enough to shake them, so they tend to pile up. I don't mind, though, they're the only company I got. <laughs> Ain't you, boys? They ever so slightly wiggle on a space. How long have you been down here? Well, let me put it this way. I wasn't always this color. So Manny starts critiquing his navigation. Shouldn't you have hit dry land by now? I'm trying to cross a big ocean here, Sonny. What do you know about it? I've already done it. In a boat. A boat? Don't 
Don't talk to me about boats. Many shrugs his shoulders. What's the problem with boats? We had such a nice boat. Why is everybody always talking about boats? You got a perfectly good pair of legs. Why not use them, I say? Let me guess. You died in a boat wreck. A boat wreck would have been better than what happened to us. Led off course by bad equipment, lost for weeks, no food, no shelter from the sun. We'd started throwing the dead overboard. But then the sharks began following the boat. What happened in the end? What happened was, I learned three valuable lessons. Stay away from boats. When it comes to navigation, trust only the moon and the stars. And when there's only two of you left, never, ever go to sleep. So that's that. But Manny's really interested in his lantern. How have you kept that light going all these years? Well, I found this coral, this glow-in-the-dark coral. Damnedest thing. Glows like a lightning bug and never seems to wear out. I had some of that once. Made a nice grappling hook. I don't think you had what I got, because I don't think you've been to the place where I got it. This piques Manny's interest. Where'd you get the coral? Edge of the world, boy. That's the only place it grows. Well, I don't want to break your stride there. Okay, see you around. Watch out for sea monsters. Who, these guys? He shines the light into the darkness, and all manner of horrifying sea monsters light up. Oh, they don't miss with old Chipito. I'm too bright for them. <laughs> he turns to leave, but Manny has other ideas. He grabs him by the lantern and picks him up. Lay he gives up, and Manny hands him over to Glottis. What am I supposed to do with this? Follow me. Where are you taking me? To the moon. So they carry him by the lantern all the way to the Pearl, which is really not that far. And when they get there, he can't believe it. Manny, is that the Pearl? I knew I'd find her someday. I'm rich, 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 rich. Shh, something's happening. Benny, what's going on? Bodies start floating down, and a giant purple octopus emerges and starts grabbing them out of the water one by one. And it carries them back to its lair, which is a submarine. Its big yellow eyes are staring right at them. I don't know. But I don't like the way that thing's looking at us. They're so close now to the Pearl, which now they can see is beautiful. It's this gleaming white orb. It makes sense that people are throwing themselves overboard for this thing. And it makes sense that the octopus would be there to scoop up everyone who does it. As they circle around the Pearl, the octopus is following their every footstep. And Manny realizes it's probably because of Chipito's lantern, so he tries to shake him. Hey, Chipito, go for a swim, will you? You're drawing too much attention to us. Too bad. I'm sticking to you like the barnacles on my eyebrows. So don't even think of sneaking off with my pearl. And it's true. Chipito has become Manny's shadow for all intents and purposes. He's following right behind him everywhere he goes. Manny gets an idea, though, to get rid of him. He sees an odd-looking rock with barnacles sticking out of it. Barnacles that look a lot like the barnacles on Chipito's forehead. Not quite as famous as the pearl is the slimy barnacle-covered old rock of legend. So Manny casually walks around the rock. The barnacles don't stick to Manny, but they cling right onto Chipito's barnacles. 
he's stuck. Hey, Leo! He starts flailing around, and now the lantern really gets the octopus's attention. Lego! 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 You can't leave me here all alone! Come back here! The octopus grabs Chibito. But as it's distracted, she's coming back. Manny and Glotta swim behind it, cling to the back of the submarine. The octopus sticks Gepito inside of the submarine. Don't worry, he's fine. And then it puts its tentacles inside of the submarine's motors and starts spinning and takes off into the abyss. They hang on for dear life. Looks like we're heading south, but there's nothing on that edge of the world except the edge. And he's right. The ocean is spilling over the edge in this extraordinary waterfall. And at the top, there are what appear to be coral mines. A little bit past the mines, they let go of the submarine, and they land in front of the entrance to an underwater elevator. Manny? Don't ask, Carnal, because I don't know. Manny just shrugs his shoulders. He has no idea what's going on here. But this elevator appears to go up, above water, to this outcropping of land on the edge of this waterfall. Gladys. I'm going to sneak inside and look for Mechi. What if that octopus comes back while you're gone? Poke him in the eye and steal his sub. <laughs> Stupid octopus. So Manny goes up the elevator. The elevator goes all the way up to the surface, where you can see that there's this outcropping of land on the edge of the waterfall. And the elevator keeps going, though, up and up to the top of this tower that overlooks everything, including those fields and fields of coral that people are mining with pickaxes. Manny steps out of the elevator and into an office. An office with a speed bag in it. This must be Domino's office, and his nefarious island that he's set up. And if Domino's here, he must have laid a trap of some sort, so Manny proceeds with caution. There's a balcony, and there's someone out there, looking out over the waterfall. But it's not Domino. Mechi. Manny, what are you doing here? I wanted to see how your trip was going, Angel. I am your travel agent, you know. By the way, thanks for that bottle of champagne you sent me. It really hit the spot. You were headed for a trap. I was trying to warn you. Domino was using me like bait. I didn't want you to end up a prisoner here like me. Prisoner? Where's your cell? Or are you just sharing a bunk with the warden? She slaps him. If that's what you think of me, then why did you come here? But then, because this is where he belongs. Domino. Here, working for me. I knew you'd come around eventually. Right or wrong, Manuel Calavera is always with the winning team, right, Manny? That's why you're here now. I'm getting off this rock, and I'm taking all of these people with me. <laughs> Manny, there's no way off this island. I'm afraid you're stuck here in my little executive training program. See, I need you to take my place here, kid. I've got to get back to the city where the action is. And then Gladys stumbles in. Sorry, Manny, but I had to come in. My skin was getting all pruney. Him, I don't need. He pulls a lever. <laughs> a trapdoor opens, and Gladys falls off the edge of the world. I'm going to grind you to powder for that, Gaudon. Maybe later. But for now, let me just show you your new office. <laughs> Several hours later, Manny wakes up with a huge headache. Careful, BB. The new boss is waking up. Domino wasn't lying about one thing. Manny does have his own office now. It's small, concrete. He's sitting behind his own desk. 
But there's something very strange about this office. And right in the middle, there's this huge cage. And inside the cage, there are these two cherub-like creatures. They look like tiny skeleton angels. And they're both working. They're using these tiny chisels and hammers and files to create something out of this green coral. This is sad. They look like children. Really, really sad. And not particularly happy children. Manny tries to lighten the mood, though. Hola, angelitos. The bigger one perks up. I'll bite you, I swear to God! And the smaller one holds him back. Please don't bite anyone else, Pugsy. That's why they put us in the cage in the first place. So he calms down. My name is Manny Calavera. What's yours? Mr. Harley told us about you. You're the one who tricked Meche. Poor Meche. They hang their heads. I didn't trick anybody. Mr. Hurley said he was supposed to take care of Meche, but you stole her case from him. Is that true? Many considers. Let me see if I can explain this whole thing to you. You see, I had this job, selling travel packages to immigrant souls. If I sold enough of them, I got to leave the land of the dead. Now, I was in a slump, and I really needed a fat commission, so... You're a bad man. Go away, bad man! Yeah, go away! They start shooing him away. Mitch is my friend. You can ask her. She talked about you before. Every time she says your name, she looks so sad. I don't know what you did to her, but you're gonna be sorry! The big one shakes his tiny chisel at Manny. What are you two doing in this cage? Making light bulbs. Look, we're working as hard as we can. Why don't you leave us alone? Listen, children, I'm here to help. There's really not much more room in here. Your hands are too big to make light bulbs. I'm here to help you get out of this cage. You can't do that. We have to stay here and take care of Mitchett. She'd be so sad here all alone. Sometimes we hear her crying, you know. Manny looks down at his hands. My hands are not too big to make light bulbs. Then why don't you help? I'm in the maritime union. We can't do factory work. I don't know what those words mean. It means he doesn't want to help us because he's mean. But he actually does want to help. I just don't have any of those little tiny tools, that's all. Here, take my hammer. He throws it at Manny. (laughs) Now Manny gets mad. You're two bad little children. I'm glad you're in a cage. (laughs) Very bad. (laughs) They really are bad, but they also don't care. Okay, back to work. So mean. And neither does Manny. So they get back to work, making those tiny coral light bulbs. Manny, meanwhile, looks at the little hammer they threw at him. This is the tiniest little hammer I've ever seen. He takes it with him. You never know when something like that could come in handy. Manny gets ready to leave his office, because he's not locked in here after all. But he looks back at these two cherubs, Pugsy and BB are their names, and they look so cute and so innocent. That's the door to the cage. Duh! And they may be mean, but Manny has to set them free. Fly! Be free! Go by Domino! Leave us alone! If we get out again, he'll hurt Meche! They stay put. Fine then. Stay in there. He is mean. So he closes the cage and leaves. Now, Manny has a lot of questions, to say the least. So he leaves his office to find Domino, but outside it's a maze of hallways. It looks a lot like the Department of Death, actually. It's very corporate, very Spartan, but it gets lost, so he pokes his head into one of the offices. Oh, look, it's my Prince Charming. Are you back here just to insult me some more, or do you just want some ice for your head? It's Meche. She's sitting behind an office desk, 
chain-smoking and tapping away at a typewriter. She's wearing this beautiful, multicolored, geometric dress, and behind her is a door with a golden placard that says Domino. Apparently, Meche is Domino's secretary. I like the new dress. Well, it's the best I could pull together out here. Do you have any idea how hard it is to get decent fabric and silk stockings on a deserted factory island on the edge of the world? Hmm. No. No, I don't. As they talk, Meche barely looks at Manny, solely focused on her work. I think we need to talk. Start talking. You're the salesman. Manny clears his throat. I have a lot of explaining to do. Save your breath. Domino's explained it all to me already. Manny's taken aback. You have a lot of explaining to do. Me? About what? She feigns innocence. Why are you working for Domino? I do what he asks only to protect the children. She's talking about Pugsy and Bibi, of course. Why are those children locked up in a cage? With the wings those angelitos have, they're the only things on this island Domino can't control. That gives Manny an idea. Hey, if they can fly, let's set the kids free to go get help. They can't fly that far, Manny. But they can fly circles around Domino, and they can bite pretty hard. <laughs> Metro knows what those children really are. So why did you run out of my office? I felt so embarrassed, and you looked so disappointed in me. I couldn't stand it anymore. Manny looks guilty. Then what were you doing that whole year I was in Ubakawa? I was lost. What did you... I don't want to talk about that year, please. She shudders at the thought. Has Domino hurt you in any way? Not as much as I've hurt him. Boy, can that guy take a punch. Manny takes a little solace in that. Okay, I'll lay off the questions. Great. Now if we could get you to just lay off the cologne. Hey, I'm a sailor now. We have to wear this stuff. He shrugs and then starts to leave. Come on, we're getting out of here. Trying to steal my commission from Domino again. Manny, don't you ever give up? Manny looks confused. I'm not after any commission. I just want to get us both out of here. Then why don't you just ask your boss for the day off? He shakes his head in disbelief. Can't believe you think he's my boss. He's my arch enemy. I think he's your boss. You think he's my boyfriend. We don't seem to have a good foundation of trust in our relationship, do we? Manny sighs. I'm sorry I implied he was your boyfriend. I do trust you. Well, I'm not sure I trust you about that. But I'll tell you one thing that would convince me. Name it. Give me your gun. She looks at him dead serious. What? What makes you think I have a gun? You work for the most heavily armed organization in the land of the dead. Don't try to tell me they didn't issue you a gun. He looks confused again. I don't work for the most heavily armed organization anywhere. You know, you're right. There are those rumors of that revolutionary army that's been stockpiling weapons. Actually, them, I work for. Manny... Why don't you come back when you're willing to deal straight with me, okay? For her, the conversation is clearly over. But Manny sticks around. He still has a date with Domino. He doesn't know what to say. He doesn't know what to do. He just knows he has to confront his arch nemesis and somehow get off this island. And, if he can throw in some clever one-liners at Domino's expense in the process, all the better. He makes his way toward Domino's door, but just as he's about to open it, Meche accidentally drops hot ash from her cigarette onto her silk stockings, leaving her no choice but to lean down and slip them off. Manny tries not to look. You try to have one nice thing on this cruel island. She throws them in the trash. But Manny wouldn't have been so quick to throw them out. 
you never know if a fancy pair of silk stockings could come in handy. So he leans into the trash and takes them out. Does it make Manny a creep? Maybe. Is he thinking ahead and knows they'll come in handy in the next episode? Definitely. Good enough for me. What is? Oh, uh, the, um, the speed at which you're working. That's nice, Manny, but you're not my boss, so really I couldn't care less. Good. Excellent. Carry on. And now, Manny's truly ready to confront Domino. He has some great one-liners prepped. He has the semblance of an escape plan forming somewhere in his skull. And if need be, Manny always has his scythe. Sir, do you have an appointment? I'm going in there to tell Domino my demands. I don't think you fully understand the chain of command around here. Pugsy and Bibi work for you. You and I work for Domino, who works for Hector Le Mans, crime boss of El Maro. Well, I think it's time for a little corporate restructuring. He opens the door and sees Domino seated at an ornate mahogany desk with his feet up, smoking a cigar and looking out over his factories. They're billowing out black smoke and they're being operated by dozens of innocent souls who were taken here, just like Meche. Manny forgets his one-liners. Now he's just mad. Thanks for listening to episode 5 of Grim Fandango on Let's Listen. Manny is in the mood for some revenge. But Manny doesn't exactly have a lot of leverage here. He's pretty well trapped on this island. They're in the middle of nowhere, the edge of the world to be exact, on this tiny factory island atop a waterfall with no way off, and Domino is completely in charge. Meche isn't on Manny's side. Manny's new employees, the Angelitos, Pugsy, and Bibi, are definitely not on his side. And his best friend and closest ally, Gladys, was dropped off the edge of the world by Domino. Now, Manny may not have a plan yet, but he's going to confront Domino one way or another. Next time on Let's Listen, we'll hear the epic conclusion of this years-long conflict between these two bitter rivals. If you like the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you always get the latest episodes in your feed. Remember to follow the show on Twitter. I love interacting with all you. Your support and encouragement have really kept me going. And tell a friend about the show to help spread the word. Again, my name is Sam, and this has been Episode 5 of Grim Fandango on Let's Listen. See you next time.